I could not imagine, like, like I, I keep saying to my girlfriend, like I said, like once a month now, and it's just like, I remember that feeling like when I drove all the way to work, cause it was like a 90 minute commute and then I'm sitting in my car and like, I have to go in and start my shift. And it's just like that feeling of like, Oh my God, you know? So not, not that, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing that, but it was just not my style. And yeah. um, I think that the foundation that college set me on was good. And if I stayed in that job, I would have done great. And I would have went on to another job that was great, you know? Um, but it, it just didn't happen that way. And I'm happy with where I'm at now. So. Yeah. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome to Money Talkers with Cody Laughlin. Uh, I have a very special guest today. Um, I have Brendan Kelly with us. He is a, uh, a podcast host at What the Funnel. He's also an agency owner uh, focusing on done-for-you services, a lot of high-ticket stuff, and uh, he's done all this at 23 years old. So I'm very, very excited to uh, to get his perspective, being the fact that this is where he's coming right into the wheelhouse of what we've been talking about with Money Talkers. And so um, welcome to the show, Bren. Cody, what's up, man? Thanks for having me on. Super excited to be here. Um, you know, I, th I think it's really cool what you're doing. And it's kind of like an untouched little area um, and a conversation that really needs to happen. So I'm excited to dive in, share whatever insight I can and give some value to the audience. Man, that's fantastic. Yeah, I've yet to meet somebody that was like, I'm pretty glad they didn't teach me anything about finance, you know, or entrepreneurship or success in school. I'm really happy about yeah, it. Yeah. You know? yeah. It seems like uh, you kind of got to learn the hard way, unfortunately yeah. at this point. Yeah. That's it. You're going to get, you get it bashed over your head. And so, um, well, listen, I want to, I kind of want to ask you real quick, just what's your background story into, you know, how you got into your position at such a young age? Like what, what kind of, you must've had a quick transition at some point. It, it's all been a very quick transition actually. I mean, uh, just about two years ago, I graduated college. Um, so I went to school in upstate New York. I studied public relations, got a bachelor's in PR. And basically, I, uh, I grew up about two hours outside of New York City, right? Yeah. So naturally, I'm like, all right, I'm going to apply to jobs in New York City. So I graduated, went home, applied to over 100 jobs in New York City, and literally didn't get a single response from anybody. So, you know, I, I kept applying jobs for like months and months and months and just nothing was happening. I got no progress. Um, and I was, I was a good student too. You know, I had good grades. I was active and all that stuff. So uh, eventually I'm like, all right, I got to fend for myself. So the first thing I started doing, it was actually, um, I looked up online. I wasn't YouTube and like how to make money and stuff. Like a lot of us get into it, but 
I found an ebook and I bought it. It was like $2 on Amazon. It was like 101 ways to make a side income. So I started with that. I was working my server job like two days a week in my deadbeat town at the time. And um, the one that really stuck to me was eBay. So, you know, I always saw infomercials when I was younger and stuff of people selling things on eBay. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to sell some stuff on eBay. So I went and I dug through my parents' basement and like got all their old crap out and I sold all their old <laughs> stuff on eBay. And um, that, that's how it started. And, and I got a little momentum there. And then I, I started doing garage sales and clearance racks and all that. And I sold on eBay for a few months and I made uh, like $2,000 in like two months or so. And yeah. that was my first like entrepreneurial experience. You know, I made money online and I like saw a proof of concept and it was just like mind blowing. Right. Um, so like, was, I'm rich. I'm rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was crazy because you know I've yeah. never done anything like that before. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So then, then uh, after eBay, that was probably about six months after I graduated college. So, eighteen months ago from right now, um, I kind of graduated. I got my taste, and I wanted more. So I went on to Amazon FBA. I don't know if your listeners would know anything about that, but basically. Over 50% of the items sold on Amazon are sold by third-party sellers and not from Amazon themselves. So what we can do is we can create a product, order it from China, make it our own, and then sell it on Amazon through um, FBA, fulfilled by Amazon. And that's where your Amazon Prime packages come from, right? So I sold on there and I had a small beauty brand on there that did about 50000 in like six months or so. Um, but unfortunately, that actually fell apart overnight. And uh, I went from making a few hundred bucks a day to losing like 100 bucks a day, which mm. was like insane. And it happened literally overnight. Um, so that was, that was probably a little over a year ago now. Um, you know, we're in December of 2019. And so, yeah, I graduated two years ago. I was a December graduate from college. And then from there, I, um, I was in a sales job for six months at the same time, selling timeshare. And I quit that job last December, moved down the East Coast from New York to North Carolina and said, I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> so from there, I mean, I had a little bit of online experience. I started walking dogs on the side here. Um, I applied to a couple jobs, but I gave up on that pretty quick and I made it all happen. And, you know, I fell in love with sales funnels along the way, um, long story short, but uh, now... I, I made it happen and I help other people out and, you know, I'm a service provider for the most part and I, I love everything about it. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's awesome, man. So um, just to, so our people know, uh, you're listed as a funnel strategist, right? And, um, mm -hmm. and you work on funnels, but what, what is a funnel? So a sales funnel, essentially, um, it's a sales process, right? And you have a sales funnel in any business, but online it exists as a series of pages that guide the buyer through the process. So a sales funnel online, you might put in your email to get like a cooking recipe. And then you go to the next page and they try to sell you a cookbook, right? And then you go to the next page and they try to sell you a cooking program or like a membership, right? So that's online. Whereas offline, a sales funnel still exists. Let's say you're a car dealership, right? Somebody walks into your dealership, they talk to you about a car, you go, you sign the papers, you make the deal and they leave with the car. That itself is also a funnel too. Um, so that in, in short, yeah. yeah, no, that's great. I mean, we we live in the funnel world, and so, but I wanted to make mm -hmm. sure, uh, you know, we we educate as we go through it because it's uh, when you start seeing it's a targeted web, you know, it's, and like you said, in an online world, it's almost like a it's a it's a targeted website that basically is like a salesman, you know. And yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it helps you along the way. It, it brings you the things that you're interested in, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, it guides you through the process. Yeah, really. yeah, it's fantastic, and so. 
So what are you doing now? Like, what do you, um, as, as you hear as an agency owner and done for you and, and, and launched your podcast. And I mean, you know, you've gone from, like you said, waiting tables a couple of days a week to you know, several business ventures running mm-hmm. all at the same time and down in North Carolina from New York. Like what, uh, you know, you've been going quick. So, uh, right. You mean like my day to day or like, yeah. So like, what are you doing now? Like as far as like, so, um, people can see that like you can jump quickly from mm-hmm. basically, like you said, you were a PR major, right. In mm-hmm. New York. And then two years later, uh, business owner in North Carolina, like, um, I want people to understand that like there's a lot of opportunity out there. And mm-hmm. so, um, if you can kind of still listen, like, what are you doing with your business these days? Sure. So, uh, luckily because I've been doing really great work, I can work mostly from referrals. So I am only one person right now. And that's something I plan to change in the next year is, you know, start hiring people out, um, you know, outsourcing some of the tasks that I do on a regular basis. But, um, day to day, you know, I, clients approach me, potential clients, we get on a call, we say, Hey, you know, I have this, um, this program that I want to sell, or I have this service that I want to sell. Um, and I, or I need more leads or whatever it is. Right. And they come to me and they say, Hey, this is something you could help with. Um, basically if I want to work with them, I say, yeah, let's, let's talk about it. We get them, we do like a big old consultation and then we sell them into a high ticket service for basically a done for you funnel, which often involves, um, you know, all the pages in the funnel, all the copywriting, graphics, design, um, you know, setup, tech, uh, traffic, you know, running ads if I have to, um, basically the whole package and they can sit back and watch their, whatever it is, get sales or leads, which is beautiful. Um, and so, so you might day to day off, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've been, we've been doing pretty good. So, you know, always an up and down mountain. I'm not going to yeah. lie and act like, you know, everything's great over here. Um, that's the real life. That's, you know, that's, it's, it, it is, it is ups and downs. And so, right. you know, um, that's one of the things about authenticity is that a lot of people don't want to talk about it, that you have, you know, you have to figure out struggles too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm 23 right now. I feel like I'm fortunate enough to be in the place that I am because I know that, you know, the potential is insane over the next couple of years. Like, like I said, like literally one year ago, I was sitting here, um, you know, and I was walking a handful of dogs a day and, you know, trying to get by and pay the rent. And now, you know, um, we're bringing in more money, but I'm still like trying to get by for a bunch of reasons. And it's because, you know, I have a multi-thousand dollar coaching payment each month. Like that is an investment in myself. And I know we're going to talk about self-education later, but, um, you know, bringing in more money, also putting out a lot more money. So it's like, everything's a bit more amplified, but, um, you know, as far as revenue goes, yeah, revenue is much higher than obviously a year ago, but, um, yeah. you know, it, it's always a struggle along the way too. So yeah, uh, we can get more into specifics or whatever, but no, that's all right. I just wanted to, um, you know, I, I kind of want to touch on that. So like, you know, one of this part of the big part of the show is that we're talking about like things that you're not taught in school, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't we talking about these things? And I'm, and, I, and I'm just curious, like your story is more that you went to seek these things out, right? Like they weren't brought to you. So you went through high school, mm-hmm. you went and got a college degree and, you know, like you said, in, in public relations and like, and you're in two years later, you're building sales funnels with an agency. Right. And so, um, you know, what, you know, do you feel that they put you on the right path with, with what they put you through in the college? How do you, how do you think that shaped where you're at now? I think what college really did for me, was like really great personal development more than it was really good education. 
Um, I mean, I learned a lot in college, but I think it was more about me than it was about the, the content. And, you know, like studying PR, I was a journalism minor. I did a lot of writing, yeah. right? But the thing is just, you know, learning everything after, like I've, I've learned so much more in the, you know, year and a half after college than I did in the four years of college, right? And nobody was making me do it or anything. So it was literally me and it started with eBay, right? And I got hooked. I'm like, all right, well, how do I get more sales on eBay? And it was like, all right, eBay is cool, but now I want the next thing. And it was like, all right, how do I do Amazon? And then it was, okay, well, Amazon fell apart. So how do I go do this? You know, and it was, it was all, I don't know. It, you have to want the thing, I guess, but not that, not that college didn't set me up the right way. Um, I think if I continued to apply to jobs and I did a more, um, you know, concentrated route of doing so, you know, I could have walked into offices and be like, Hey, can I help you out? Can I volunteer? Can I do these things? And I didn't really do that. You know, I sat back and I applied to jobs on the internet and played video games on the side. And that was my six months after graduation. Right. So I applied to a hundred jobs, didn't get a response, but you know, in a sense it was my fault. Yeah. Um, they tell you to go and do all these other sort of things. And, you know, I thought it was good enough to have the certifications that I had that nobody else had and to have the good grades and have all the exposure and the results outside of class and all that. But, um, you know, there's no guarantee. So not that they didn't set me up right, but um, I don't know. Does that answer the question a little bit? Yeah, yeah. No, it does. It's just, um, you know, the, and the reason I ask that question is because I want people, you know, to, to understand that, like, you don't necessarily have to get your information from somebody else, right? And what I mean by that is like, you don't need to be in a classroom and someone teaching to you. Like you said something along the lines, like you learned a lot more in a year and a half that you started seeking information, mm -hmm. right? And so yeah, that so information is out there. And so, you know, and the re my, I guess my point that I'm thinking through in my head is that um, we shouldn't be sitting there waiting for someone to go teach our kids. Right. No, definitely not. Like I mean, if, if you're seeking that with them. Yeah. I mean, if <laughs> I, if I didn't try to do any of that, you know, I don't know where I would have been. I probably would have still been at that sales job that I hated selling timeshare. Yeah. Um, but you know, not that that's bad or anything. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, there's plenty of people my age that are sitting here right here in other apartments right next to me that have great jobs and you know, they're in finance. I live in Charlotte, huge financial city. Yeah. And you know, they're killing it. They have a good life. It's stable. They, you know, they make more money than I do. And, you know, they're happy. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, there's nothing wrong with the way that anybody takes, but it's really, you know, I, now that I'm looking back, it's like, I could not imagine, like, like I, I keep saying to my girlfriend, like I said, like once a month now, and it's just like, I remember that feeling like when I drove all the way to work, cause it was like a 90 minute commute. And then I'm sitting in my car and like, I have to go in and start my shift. And it's just like that feeling of like, Oh my God, you know, so not, not that, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing that, but it was just not my style. And yeah. um, I think that the foundation that college set me on was good. And if I stayed in that job, I would have done great. And I would have went on to another job that was great, you know, um, but it, it just didn't happen that way. And I'm happy with where I'm at now. So. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, that's an amazing thing because you went, you know, it, there are personality types that it's hard to box. Right. Like I, I'm have tried twice. I've had two, you know, very high level in like positions and really high, like publicly traded companies, like big, big companies, you know, mm -hmm. and like both times I've had a hard time because I felt compressed, you know, and then yeah. owning 13 different businesses, like it, it, 
I'm okay without a floor if I don't have a ceiling a lot of times. Yeah. And there's, there's, okay. you know, it, it, but a lot of the stuff, I, I guess my point though to get to that is, is that if we want our kids to have a leg up coming out of, you know, to come into the world, then there's a lot of information out there that you can go get, you know, mm-hmm. don't sit back and wait for it to get out there, to go out there and, and put that hustle on and, 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 and start that self-education process. Cause it's, you know, you, you've seen it in a year and a half, right? Imagine Absolutely. if you started eight years ago, Yeah. you know, Insane. like where you'd be at Insane. today. Right. And so, yeah. and that's an amazing thing because, but also you're not starting eight years from now. Right. Because once you get into that 31, 32, and, and more life keeps coming and more life keeps coming, like mm-hmm. you have less opportunities to, to take off and run. Um, right. And we have, what's amazing right now, sorry to cut you off there, but oh, go. is that, you know, I'm 23. I'm still very relatively young compared to most people who are, you know, trying to get into what I'm doing, right? Um, my expenses right now are, you know, car, rent, um, you know, I'm, I'm under my parents' insurance until I'm 26. So it's pretty minimal. I don't have a kid. Uh, I live here with my girlfriend. We split rent. So my expenses are really low, which is awesome because I can take risks. I can go out and do what I want to, you know, I can invest in things like two CCX, the coaching program. I can, um, you know, do things that people would not be able to do if they did start in 10 years from now. You know, I would never, if I had a kid under my belt right now, would I be going and investing crazy money and taking the risk and doing the things that I do? No, never because it doesn't make sense or silly, you know, but um, that's what's nice. And because I started early and I got there by myself, you know, I can yeah. get this stuff out of the way now. So yeah. that hopefully in five years when I am at, you know, 28 to 30, 32, whatever, I have something very stable and, you know, it's already going, it's great. I don't have to take those risks and do those things anymore. Yeah. I would tell you the, the best advice I could tell you because I, I, I started mine at 24, right. Mm-hmm. That was my first company. And, uh, by 27 on paper, I was, I was a millionaire, you know, mm-hmm. and at 28, I was, uh, beyond bankrupt, you know? And, yeah. uh, but the educate, I, I had the same mentality was, well, I'm going to take the biggest risk I can take now because I wasn't married. I wasn't no kids, you know, no kind mm-hmm. of things. And so like definitely the, the education I got from taking the chance and going was the best education I ever got in my life, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, but I would, the one thing I would tell you as a suggestion is that most people watch their profit and loss statements mm-hmm. in business. They say, Oh, I know how much revenue I made. I know how much bottom line I made. They don't watch their balance sheet and that's where wealth is built. So if I can give you a, if there's a self-education type of guy, and this is kind of off on the side because we were just talking about it, but like, uh, like th- dig into that, you know, it, it, it's, it's learning to build a, a fortress is, is a lot better way than just working off the P and L, you know? Okay. And, um, but I mean, I'll, I'll take it, man. Like, like I said, I think yeah. my personal finance sucks. I <laughs> don't know anything about it. I can hardly do my taxes. Like I'm, I'm still in like the figure it out stage, like just yeah. doing whatever is bringing in cash at the moment. And then like figuring it out as I go. So it, yeah. it's fun. It's exhilarating, but you know, it's scary at the same time. So I know that I need to go, I need to figure out finance and I need to hire my account and do all this stuff like right now. So yeah, I would tell you this: spend money on one. Okay. And yeah. people will be like, Oh, I can get my taxes. This guy do my taxes for 150 bucks. And like, well, that one costs $600. Like get the $600 one and do planning because that $450 you'll learn. You'll make mm-hmm. that. And first of all, you'll make it way faster because you'll have, and if you have a, especially if you have a monthly recurring uh, review of finances, um, mm-hmm. you'll know where you're at. 
And so for me, I was in thousands of businesses during the financial crisis, right? All four of my businesses blew up. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I, I got this job as a commercial banker and then I started going into businesses in 2008, nine and 10. And, uh, I had a lot of people ask me at the time because they were, everybody was just kind of freaking out and they were like, what business should I go into? You know, what, what business should I go into? And I was like, it doesn't matter. And they were like, what do you mean? And I'm like, dude, I had 300 businesses. I was in my portfolio that I was managing and I have like less than a hundred of those left like in a year. And I'm like, but of those hundred, I don't have like, I have like one or two overlap of the same type of business, mm-hmm. but I had all, almost all the business owners were the same. Really? Mm-hmm. And what they, what the business owners were, and I knew within walking into the business, I said, where are you at? You know, is like, can you print me a profit and loss statement, a balance sheet? And they're like, oh yeah, here you go. Bing. And they hand it to me. Well, where are you at this month compared to last month? Oh, we're down 10% on the top line, but we reduced expenses. And so we're breaking about even like we're not there. They, just the fact that they knew their numbers was a, was like the determining factor to. If you were going to work with them or not. No, no. If, if they were going to survive. Oh, wow. Okay. I was, they were already, like, they already banked it at the bank. Like I was just trying to like make sure that their loans weren't going to go bad. Right. Okay. And yeah. so, uh, the, but you know, and a lot of them were like, man, you haven't asked for financials in eight years. Mm. And I'm like, well, I'm asking for them now. I'm your new banker. Congratulations. Like this is not going to go well, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, just some advice. You know, I, 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 uh, I see you, you know, running, man. And it's awesome. And, uh, mm. <laughs> and, and I see a lot of that hustle and go get it stuff that I had and at that time in my, my life. And so no one ever told me any of this stuff. I just, I was like, end of the year, here's a box of like bank statements. Tell me what I owe. See you later. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm open to all sorts of, you know, coaching. I, I should really go pick up a finance book because that's one thing that I don't know anything about. And, you know, I'm cognizant of that. And I say, Hey, you know, so what I'll do is I'll say, Hey, I'll go find somebody in finance who needs a funnel. I'll be like, Hey man, you need a funnel here. I can help you out. You help yeah. me out, and yeah, you know, that's how absolutely. I do a lot of my business. Yeah, need, absolutely. Yeah. Find a find an accountant that, that wants more customers. Mm-hmm. I had to exactly. do that. Just so you know, when I was when I was when I had a, I had eight tax returns I had to file at one time, and I didn't mm-hmm. have any money. I was you know like I said I was super super broke, and uh, and yeah. I traded. I was like, look, I'm gonna find you a bunch of business, and uh, and I got them to do all my tax returns for me. But <laughs> yeah, no, I I have no problem doing things like that. Like that's how I get you know by a lot of times is like. Uh, you know, when I have to run traffic for a client, like I'm not a traffic guy, I work on funnels and conversions, right? So I'll bring on somebody who runs an agency. I'll get on a zoom call just like this. And I'll say, Hey man, can you build this with me right now? Let's, let's build somebody's ad campaign. Right. And we'll do it. And then you know, I'll go and manage it later. But, um, you know, it's being resourceful too, I guess is something that people, you know, coming out should definitely think about because people say, you know, oh, you know, I can't become an entrepreneur. I can't go learn that because of this. Really? Like, really? You know, you have Google, we have YouTube, we have a million books on everything. Like, it's really just the difference between who's going to do it, who, who, who has the ambition, and who doesn't, right? You know, it's not about motivation. It's about, you know, figuring out the how when you don't see it in front of you. So where, where do you think that came from for you? Um... <clears throat> Like you know, that I, hustle, that hustle mentality. I think, uh, first of all, I think I had really good parents. Yeah. Um, you know, they did not do anything entrepreneurial. They still don't get it. Um, you know, it wasn't until a few months ago where they're like, Oh, so you're not looking for jobs anymore. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I've been done with that. So, um, you know, so first of all, I think I had really good parents because they would have me out 
you know, raking leaves and splitting logs at the age of, you know, 10, 11, 12, when everybody else is playing video games inside. So I'd spend my days doing things like that. So I, I knew what it was to work. And, um, you know, I don't have a problem with putting in work, especially when I could see results. So um, another thing, I, I think I worked really good under pressure. I don't know where that came from. But, you know, I love the the, the momentum that I can get. Like I, I I was one of the weird kids who loved doing presentations in like school, you know, and it was just like, you get up there and I was just wing it and it would be a lot of fun. So um, I was always good at, you know, speaking in front of people and doing things like that. And just, um, you know, I, where did it come from? Like I said, I think I had good parents. They worked me when other people's parents did not. Yeah. Like, I think I did far more stuff that I did not want to do as a child than probably 95% of the other people out there which I think really shaped me into like who I want to be because now it's like, you don't want to do something, but whatever, once you accept it, once like, I figured this out in college, tangent here, but um, I went to my first college, right? And that was three semesters and I did poorly, you know, probably, uh, you know, C student on average, whatever. But I went to my next college and that was when I said, all right, I'm going to accept it. I'm just going to do the work. Anything that I have to do, I'm just going to put it in my schedule and do it and get it done. And that was it. That was the difference between me being a bad and a good student. It was just, you know, accepting like mentally that I have to do this. And once I was over it and I stopped saying, oh, like this sucks. I don't want to do this. And it was just, that was it. And I got it done and you know, it was great. So it's I think, amazing what a small mindset shift can do. Yeah, literally. And that, that's all it was for me was just, you know, it's in my schedule. It has to be done. That's it. You know, I'm not going to sit there. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not going to, you know, whatever. That's, and it was just like that, that was like the big change for me going from school to school. So. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the word can't. It's like, no, if, I mean, someone, if someone else can do it, you know, yeah, I mean, there's a way. Yeah. There's a will, there's a way. And it's totally true. Cheesy, whatever. I mean, cliche, but totally true. Right. Yeah. I said, I always tell people like one of the most powerful things you can do in your life is to change the word can't to how do I. Yeah. We hear someone say the word can't just, just mm -hmm. swap that word out with how do I, and literally it, it changes your entire mindset of what's mm -hmm. possible. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I, I, I can't, how do I run a business? I can't, you know, uh, whatever. Um, I can't, you know, read. The, the one that I love is the one that I love is I can't afford this into yeah. turning. How can I, because, you know, um, I was working with a client who does high ticket sales and she was having trouble closing the people we were bringing in. And it was because what she was so used to selling people who were already sold on the product. And basically the, de the determiner between them booking with her was if they quote unquote had the money or not. Right. So she had never sold anybody that quote unquote didn't have the money. And I'm like, look, you have to work on changing their mindset from, I can't afford this to how can I afford this? You have to help them figure out what resources they might have and open up their mind or else that's it. And then the sale closes at, I can't afford this. So you have to open them back up and you know, that, that changed her entire sales process and business. So, yeah. And also and if you, so she had to get over that part, but what you have to convince them of is you have to convince them of how can I afford, how can I not afford to do this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, you have to convince their mind of like, not only I can't afford this, but like how, I can't miss this, mm -hmm. you know? And, yeah. uh, I, very I, powerful. We, yeah, you mentioned 2CCX earlier. That was the presentation I was at. And I was like, dude, I can't miss this. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, I, it, just it, it, people listening, we're both in a coaching program that's uh, roughly about $30,000 a year. And there's, yeah. there's a couple thousand of us crazies doing this thing. And 
I would have to say that the people I've seen the growth in a year of doing this has been nothing short of fantastic. You know, almost yeah. everybody's everybody who's taken it seriously has returned that well over. I'll tell you what it was for me too. Is like I saw a lot of people going in and they're inspired and they have ideas and all this. And I was the same way when we got sold into it. I mean, it was a great presentation, right? Yeah. And um, you know, so everybody's excited, but then the way that I think I was able to pop out and kind of stick in where most people couldn't, you know, because when I signed up for that program, I didn't have any money in my account. I was, I literally <coughs> put the entire thing on credit. So from there, I had that pressure on my back every single month. And ever since then, and even now it's, you know, I got to make it happen. I got to make it happen or else you know, I'm out of the program. That sucks. But I mean, you know, it's that pressure. Like I said, I work good under pressure and it's like, yeah. when you have that mentality and you know, it's literally like my back's against the wall. I intentionally put my back against the wall and now it's like, you know, you have no choices, do or die. So when you're, when you're in that mindset, you know, you'll make anything happen that has to happen. And that's really where I think I popped out a little bit. And because you know, if you look in the group now, man, there were like 1,100 people to start. And now there's uh, like 600 with partners, which means probably 70% of the people have fallen off. Yeah. So, you know, it's people, they, they go in and nobody's going to make you do it. That's the thing. People will say, oh, just because I'm in a $30,000 coaching program, I'm going to come out successful. And it's just not true. No. If you don't go in, if you don't do the work, if you're not busting your ass and doing what needs to be done every moment, then, you know, and the same thing goes for the listeners and your kids, right? Same exact thing. Yeah, so, absolutely. Can't sit back and wait for it to be done. You got to be proactive to go out and make these things. But like, even in that, like, it's more of a, to me, it was more of a mindset shift that like, okay, you know, I'm making this choice to do this. And I saw the same thing you're talking about, right? And I've seen it just from an, I'm a very analytical person. So like, I'm watching mm -hmm. the number dwindle. And I'm watching kind of people who are dreaming, and like mm -hmm. waiting for it to happen. You know? Um, I remember I was sitting next to somebody in Phoenix and this was a year and a half in, they'd been in the program for a year and a half and they haven't, they didn't have anything. They've never done anything. Yeah. It's so crazy. Been shelling out like <laughs> yeah, 2,500 bucks a month and like never had done anything. And we sat and we talked and I, I, I actually made really good friends with him and, and, uh, he was from Florida too, where I'm from. And, uh, it was, he was like, I, he was like, I don't know. I, I just, I know I want that, but I don't, you know, I haven't done anything with it. And, uh, mm -hmm. Mainly for him, though, because his, his main brick and board, uh, mortar businesses were going crazy. Like, they were blowing right. up, you know. So, right. but it was, it, you know, it was, um, it doesn't matter. Like, if you sit back, you can't. Like, it's just, you're going to get out what you put in. And it doesn't matter what situation it is. 100% of the time. You know? I mean, even, even when I'm, you know, just like anybody else, I have sluggish months and all, you know, go behind the scenes and, like, you know, half-ass a little bit and I'll work half days and I'll you know, not send out my weekly email and I won't record the podcast and I won't, you know, spend time really diving into this person's funnel and seeing what we can do better. Right. And like little things like that, but it shows like it shows hard and it shows, um, you know, in my personality where I show up, people see it in me and it shows in the bottom line too. Yeah. Yeah. You got to bring it. And it's just, there's no choice because it, it, it will, you know, I said old gar uh, computer saying it's like garbage in garbage out, you know, like if you mm -hmm. sit back, and you wait for someone to take control of your finances or your future, or you wait for someone to teach you how to do things, you're going to, it's, you're going to get what you put into it, you know? And so, but the, the, what's, what, what I see though, the beautiful side of that, and this is usually where my, I take a little contrarian thing. So when I hear people complain about a really bad situation, I look for the opportunity in that situation. 
right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, you know, if you're taking the proactive step to listen to podcasts, to watch videos, to take that initial step, right? It's, it's, it's not, it's that first step that, that's hard. And then, but if you're taking a step in that direction, you're already ahead of the game. You know what the, the, the biggest thing for me is, was, um, you know, it's some, sometimes, you know, I'll, I work from home, you know, I have my, my six by six office here. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I live in this little box and like, I'll be doing things and I'll be like, damn, I don't really know how to do this. Like I, I could say, oh, I don't know how to run traffic or whatever it is. And, you know, there's sometimes where I'm not in the mood and I'll sit there and I'll be like, all right, whatever, I'm going to go try to figure it out. I'll go look online. And that's one thing. But what I've been doing that's way better now is I'll say, who do I know that does this, right? And we talked a little bit about this before. But now, you know, the amount of time that I can save by contacting, like, like I'm taking on a new client right now who's in real estate. And basically, she wants more seller leads. And we're creating a webinar. So what I did, I'm like looking up uh, what other people are doing and, you know, hacking their stuff and all that. But also what I did is I reached out to like five people that I know that have been in real estate for the last 20 years. So I'm like, Hey, can we just get on the call? I just want to see if this is a viable option for her. Like, is this a viable option for me to go and build and do this for her? Right. So instead of going and trying to figure it out and then maybe failing like that, that's a whole le new level of resourcefulness more than seeking the information is seeking the people with the information. And you know, if I don't know anybody, then what am I going to do? I'm not going to say, Oh, I don't know anybody. I'm going to go and I'm going to put a post in the two CCX group that says, Hey, anybody do this. Right. Yeah. And it's like that there's like your level of resourcefulness. It's like, oh, I can't do this. And then it goes to, I'm going to like try to figure out how to do this or like go look up some information. And it's like, I'm going to contact who I know that does this. And then if I still don't have any, then I'm going to just reach out to my whole network. So, yeah, I would say that copying success is the fastest way to success. Right. And so, um, and then another thing is that a lot of people don't really think about this, but like people who have had success in a, in a field or a genre or a niche or whatever it is they're usually very open to giving advice in that niche or their successful realm or where they're, they're you know, whatever they've done, like you'd, you'd be very surprised what just asking will get you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, if they have the time more often than not, anybody will give you 15 minutes and that's enough to get you on track. Oh, that's, you'll that's, get more out of that 15 minutes and then 10 hours of trying to figure it out yourself. Exactly. It's almost, it's almost like the, the Thomas Edison deal. Like you're learning, he, he's got a thousand ways not to make a light bulb after he would fail a thousand times. Right. And then yeah. like makes a light bulb and he's like, well, like, what, how, I do it. Yeah. yeah. How'd you feel about the thousand times? He's like, well, I just know a thousand ways not to do it. So, you know, if you can reach out to somebody that's, that's, that's already mm -hmm. bonked their head a million times, you know, mm -hmm. uh, doing something the wrong way, like, you know, and, th and that, that kind of ties back in with what we're talking about. Like if, if you can find, you know, if you've got, uh, people that you see that have done successful, you know, have, have, that, you, that you feel are successful, like talk to them about what they're, what they've done. That's not been successful, you know, and it's a fast way to trying to, to keep yourself on track and have a successful uh, financial life is to, you know, find people who've had financial success and then ask them how they got there. The, the thing is too, like when you talk to those people, they have a million red flags in their head that you don't see ahead of time, right? So I can go and figure it out myself and I'm gonna do it wrong a hundred different times where if I just got on a call with that guy and said, hey, you, like I literally said, hey, can you just kind of run this idea by you to see if it's viable? And for all I know, he's gonna go and he's gonna say, no, that's not, and this is why. And it's gonna save me, you know, uh, weeks and weeks of time. It's gonna save me money. It's gonna save the client money. It's gonna save my reputation. 
Uh, all because I decided to go talk to this guy who's in the field and been doing it for 15 minutes rather than going to try to figure out myself. So yeah, I think that's, that's because you're, that's because you're doing and taking action mm -hmm. and, and, and leveraging. And then also, uh, you know, like you said, I liked the earlier you talked about like doing trading and that kind of stuff, but what you're really doing is you're bringing your own value into something. It doesn't have to necessarily be monetarily. It can be what's between your head and what you've learned. And so yeah. that's, that's a really fast way to, you know, uh, build your network is to offer. Value. I mean, I mean, I mean, Hey, look at what happened here, right? We're like, literally we're on a podcast. What you told me before we got on was, Hey, I'm launching this new funnel. It's a VSL. And I said, Hey, you know, send it over. I'll check it out. Yeah. And what I did in, in, on the podcast is I said, my finances suck. Yeah. What I'm talking to somebody who knows finance. So, you know, <laughs> maybe we go and we do something after, but it's just like being resourceful and using the leverage of your network and the people around you too. You know, we, we didn't plan any of this either. It's like, no, this it's is just totally off the cuff and it's, and, and, but that's the thing like it, it, that I've found in my, you know, as my advice can be is that I have people that I have done stuff for with zero expectations back from them. Other than I just, I either a thought they were good business people, like in that business, mm -hmm. giving them tons of referrals mm -hmm. and never asked for anything or B like, uh, <clears throat> you know, they, have, they helped me without any expectations. Mm -hmm. And so by doing that, I have people that I, I will reach out to that I haven't talked to in 10 years and they'll like bend over backwards to do favors for me. Cause it's just like, they know where, you know, that you, you've tried to leave a good trail in your business life. Right. And you, and, and, and sometimes you don't fight over pennies. You know what I mean? It may seem real important at the time, but you've got to mm -hmm. just kind of make a business decision and, and realize that sometimes it's better just to let it go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. And you know, <laughs> what, what goes around comes around, right? Yeah. Like, all, all the time I'll referral people refer people over to clients that I've worked with. Right. So I have a counselor client, I have um, a financial advisor client. And like, if somebody needs that sort of thing, I'll go and I'll tag them and I'll just yeah. say, Hey, this person, like even just uh, yesterday, somebody said, Hey, I need a realtor in South Florida. And I was somebody that I used to work with. I just bing, put in their name. They're like, Hey, thanks. You know? And yeah. like, I get it back all the time. People say, Hey, who's the guy for this? And they'll tag me. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it's it, good, man. That's awesome. Good business. So, <laughs> well, awesome, man. Well, listen, we're running up on time, so I want to I, I want to uh, uh, cut off here. But I want I really want to say thanks, man. It's just it's you know we didn't really start off with a full like set of direction of where we're going to go with this, but it's just awesome to talk to you, man, and see what you're doing at such a young age. And and for me, what I see is just you you've taken a mentality change, right? And so mm -hmm. like you, and, and I think you recognize it, but what I don't know that you necessarily recognize is that from someone in, in where I'm at now in my life, like I want to help people like you. Right. And so right. that's, that's where like, if we can help bring that message into, into, into our kids, into kids coming into school, coming out of school, like don't wait for things to be brought to you. Like don't, nobody owes you anything. Like it's, and you're going to find that out real quick. And if you make a shift in the way that you attack things, the earlier you can do it, the more it's going to you know, be exponential down the road. And mm -hmm. so you're going to have this benefit to where you've made this decision at 21, 22, whatever it is, like, like, or 23, you know, and say, you know what, wait, you know, how do I do this? Like, how do I, how do, how do I, how do I, how do I, and that is so important that it, it's going to serve you more and more throughout your life. And, and then it's going to become more and more apparent when you see people not doing it. <laughs> it, it already is, man. I, I, you know, I see people all the time and it's just, I was driving up from, um, actually I was driving yesterday. We were coming back from dinner with me and my girlfriend and we're driving through the town and I'm like, wow, it is dead here. And she goes, yeah, it's, it's, it's so nice and quiet. 
And I'm like, it was just funny because I'm like, literally, it was total opposite the way we did it. We looked at the same picture in different ways. And I'm like, look, yeah. it's so dead. And she's like, it's so nice and quiet. I'm like, no, that, that's, that's cool. Um, so yeah. it's kind of like taking that mindset. Yeah, the world is the way it is. You're, the way you see it is your paradigm. And so you can get, well, the crazy thing is you get to control it. Yeah, always. Right. And so, um, well, that's awesome, man. Well, listen, Brendan, I want to say thanks a lot. And if people, hey, listen, if people want to get in, in, in touch with you, if they want to talk to you about doing um, sales funnels, if they want to learn more and hear, follow your story, like where do they find you? What's the best place? Yeah, so um, a few different places. I mean, I'm on Facebook mostly as far as social. Um, I do a lot of stuff on there. Instagram, not so much. Uh, the podcast would be a great place to follow me, my story, and what I'm up to. So what the funnel on iTunes, Stitcher, um, you know, Sound, SoundCloud, Spotify, all that stuff. Um, and then B Kelly Profits is my domain right now. So B K E L L Y Profits.com. And awesome, you can go, man. go there, see all my services, um, the other courses, trainings, things I have provided there too. Yeah. And, and Brendan is being very modest about what he's able to do. I've been following him for <laughs> a while now. And so, like, uh, listen, if it's something that, that you're interested in, if you want to, uh, you want to find a side hustle for your kids to start getting into, you know, getting into funnels and, and getting into online sales and that kind of stuff, like, reach out to him. He's got a, uh, I see him helping people constantly. So, uh, I want to just say thanks a lot guys, money talkers. Listen, get out there, take action, go find the resources. Don't wait for people to come to you. Um, you know, that's really the big takeaway I'm hearing through this interview. And it's just, it, when you, when you decide to take control and you decide that you want something, um, go get it and be resourceful. I'll say, um, I'll add in right there for a final thought is, you know, if, if you're a parent listening to this right now, go and do this with your kids, you know, and, you know, take on a, a nice like little business venture with them and say, Hey, let's, let's go garage sale and let's do things on eBay. Let's start this little, whatever it is. Right. So read uh, self-development books with them and, you know, do, do things like that and it will get them interested. Right. It's yeah, only, it only takes a spark to start a fire. Yeah, absolutely. So, it, and if you can be the person to spark the fire, yeah. you know, they're going to be way more excited. Plus you're going to have a great relationship with your kids too if you can go into business ventures like um you know that's like the most fun thing you could do because you're, you're like building your your i don't know your empire your baby like so I, I don't know that's the thing i would say you know get involved encourage it and do it with them you know if that's not your style then whatever <laughs> that would you change your style and do it <laughs> don't give yourself an excuse just get up and go do it man it's it, that's the fun thing like if you can speak their language because you guys are working on something together like if your kid's going to come to you and talk, talk about funnels and, and, you know, conversions and that kind of stuff, and you just glaze over, like, it's going to be tough. But if you could just say, you know what, like, I realize I don't know this stuff either, but I'm going to go learn it with you and we can talk our way through it. And you'll be really surprised at what just taking action, even if it's imperfect, will, will, will uh, produce over just waiting for somebody else to do it. Mm -hmm. Not only financially, but like your relationship to yeah, that's absolutely. massive. And that's probably the, the one thing, like I said, I had good parents, but the one thing I would say, if they would have done something like that with me, I think we would have been that much closer. It would have been really cool. Yeah, I agree 100%. And so, um, awesome, man. Thanks for that last thought. Appreciate it. All right, Cody. Appreciate you bringing me on, man. Good luck. Talk to you Thanks, soon. Man. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Loeffler. Please come join the Money Talkers community. Simply open up Facebook and search for the Money Talkers for parents who want successful children. Or if you're on Instagram, come follow us for weekly updates and quick successful mindset posts to impact 
your day. Our handle is at the money talkers. And remember, if you know somebody else out there that could benefit from this podcast, please, please make sure you share it with them so we can have the biggest impact and change our young people's financial future. Let them know that you're a money talker.